Welcome, one and all, uh, to Fabulous Flowers TV podcast, episode 13. Lucky for some. Certainly for me, actually, 13, my lucky number. And here to balance the luck with the talent, as ever, is our flowery king to my flowery queen. Not sure if that's the right way around. Holly <laughs> Hawkins. Hi there. How are you? Hi, Lucy. I forgive you for that. Um, I'm very, very well on this lovely day. And all all things are skipping along nicely in the world of flowers, I'm delighted to say. Um, yeah. It's been a good old week. Have you had a lovely week? I've had a very lovely week. Thank you very much. Rain was a little bit... Uh, bit lowering of the mood I found but mm. I managed to uh, to pop myself into Glyndebourne lovely girlfriend um, and I've had three of us we had a little triptych of delight um, we went round the beautiful gardens of Glyndebourne Opera House down here in East Sussex um, which was lovely actually a little bit damp but we um, we braved the drizzle and sat by the the water lily lake and had our little homemade sandwiches um, and I've taken some super pictures, actually, of all the the borders and the foliages and all, all things Glyndebourne floral. So I should be posting those. How divine. And do you remember a while ago when we were at that British garden, there was a, a lovely lady there. I think it was the Flitterbrook Flower Farm again. Um, and they had a garden rose called called Glyndebourne, actually. So um, that was my favourite. But anyway, sorry, I digress. It was beautiful. Yes, I do remember that. Glyndebourne Rose, gorgeous. Um, and you had a very busy week, Paulie, didn't you? Yeah, oh, just been really busy. Um, you know, back in the world of flowers, back at the market. And also, I was delighted to be asked to have a flowery, fabulous flowery chit-chat with King of Flowers and Botany, um, the lovely Robbie Honey. So um, it was fascinating because, I mean, you know, I'm always flabbergasted by technical what's it um you can tell by the technical what's it's term um and he was in zimbabwe and i was here in london and we had a lovely flowery chat for an hour good conversation lovely catch up and it was just um talking about all things fabulous flowers which he's delighted and always fascinated by and uh, it was really super to catch up mm, that was nice yes i was i tuned in myself on instagram tv a live event all very exciting popped myself in there with a few comments through a few spanners in the works just to keep you on your toes there Paulie but that was great and actually Robbie you said has very kindly sent us that so we shall be popping that up on our fabulous flowers tv website for anybody that would like to have a little look at you in action there Paulie with the lovely Robbie oh. so moving on to our chosen subject then Paulie and I am more than delighted that your bloom to feature this week it would be hard not to be entranced and indeed uplifted by the sight of this wonderfully jolly flower. They are one of the nation's favourite flowers, in fact. Please share with us and the Fabulous Flowers listeners what you've chosen. Lucy, well, it's an all-time favourite for many and it's so bright and colourful and joyous. It is, roll of the drums, the sunflower. Mm. Oh, it's so cheery, isn't it? It always makes you think of endless undulating fields of them in France, just going off into the distance, just so beautiful. They're, they're cheery, they're kind of solid, and they're full of positivity, and they're such a, a wonderful, strong look. Um, and I just love that French meaning. I mean, the, the French, sorry, the French word for them, uh, which is, as you probably know, Lucy, what is it? It is? Uh, tournesol. Mais oui. Maybe très charmant. I tell you what, the fabulous flowers listeners are treated to many, many languages on this podcast, aren't they? 
<laughs> and it's almost like we're French. Um, <laughs> but they're so, so... <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> oh, honestly. Um, but yeah, I love, love, love a sunflower. And actually, who doesn't? I mean, they're so cheery. And they, they symbolize many things, in, including unfavorable... Un Sorry, got the wrong teeth in there, darling. Sunflowers symbolize unwavering faith and unconditional love. It's it's just such a perfect thing to send to someone, and it expresses exactly how much you adore them, or him or her. Um, and sunflowers, especially the ones grown on farms, are often photographed stretching their stalks and vibrant petals towards the sun, which I love. I love that. Yes. Um, there's just such sort of lovely loyal flowers, I feel. Um, but funnily enough, I did actually use them in my weekly contracts here up in London, um, and clients love them. They love that the sort of, I mean, the garish yellow isn't for everyone. It is a slight marmite flower, but I think people love them more than, than dislike them. Yeah. Um, and as a florist, I mean, they, they can be a little bit stubborn to arrange because they just, that's the way they go. You can't really do anything with them. They go in the vase, but they're a great performer and they last incredibly well. Um, but as with most flowers, you know, you want to remove most of the leaves and cut the split, split, cut and split the stems. Um, and I think they look better by themselves en masse, more French, en yes. masse in a vessel. Think of those wonderful Van Gogh paintings, Lucy, you know, less is certainly more, you know, yes. impact, impact. We love that. Yeah. Um, but it, they always remind me of a wonderful wedding I did. Um, a lovely friend of mine, Emma Paris, more Frenchness. It's all Ooh, very French this week. French. Come on. Me, <laughs> Emma Paris, who actually lovely old girlfriend of mine, she got married um, in an old Napoleonic fort in Cornwall. Wow. Um, oh, it was so amazing. But of course, it, sadly, it poured with rain all day. Uh, typical you know, sod's law. Mm. Um, and each guest was given a sunflower to carry to the service i know it was such an amazing kind of sight everyone was carrying a big sunflower and also i suppose if it was a bit rainy then that brought sort of instant sunshine so that was really clever actually well i mean it really really did you know, we were just there such an amazing sight and, and the service was outside so we were like mm, crumbs the rain the rain and then just before half an hour before it began, Lucy, you're absolutely right. The sun came out, and those flowers certainly did the trick, which was so gorgeous. Um, lovely. Really lovely, really lovely thing. But, um, you know, there's such a fun thing to grow. I remember back in the 70s, my brother James, my tormenting brother James and I, we had competitions um, to, to, <laughs> to see who could grow the tallest or taller sunflower. Um, but I was always, I'd always pop a lot, bit of sort of liquid grow more on mine, so um, often one, I often one. But they're a great thing for drying. The beautiful, solid sunflower heads with all the seeds. They dry beautifully, mm -hmm. and they have a sort of charming antique look to them, which is sort of it makes one think of the lovely French impressionists and sort of dusty. Uh, what are those um, attics called in France? Uh, uh, dusty. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. A dusty garret. Um, but they all they, they do have quite a facade look about them when they dry, but mm -hmm. there's just something very charming um, and sort of impressionistic about them. Mm -hmm. But um, they also, nowadays, you can get those dark red and sort of funky deep orange and bronze ones, which is 
it's nice for a change from the usual yellow. Um, yes, actually, when I was at Glyndebourne yesterday, uh, they had one of those uh, sort of deepy orangey, bordering on red, but not quite red mm. sunflowers. And I did take a photo of that. So um, if it's good enough, I'll pop that up. But I did notice that. I'd love to see that, Lucy. And I think nice for a hot border, you know, going towards... Yeah. I dare I say the end of summer. Oh, don't. Um, but um, I've got a little bit, a bit of a show-off fact here. I mean, Go not ahead. personally, for a change. Um, the tallest sunflower was grown in Germany in 2014 by someone called Hans-Peter Schiffer. Yeah. And it was a staggering 9.17 metres. Wow, Sounds who's like going <laughs> to see that then? I mean, I what, what's the point of that? That's a bit too tall, isn't it? I know, it just sounds like an awful lot of plant food. Yeah, and is that a bit of a is that a bit of a flyby um, sunflower? Because I can't imagine how um, how that would be viewed otherwise. Anyway, yes, as you said, it's a wonderful flower for children to grow. My kids grew them at school, and uh, it's such a simple thing: a little seed or a little seedling in a pot on a windowsill. You don't need a big garden. All you need is a bit of light. Uh, they are a fantastic gift as well. I've popped a few packets of sunflower seeds into many a birthday card always brightens up somebody's day if you receive that and they're really inexpensive less than a pound you can buy a little packet of seeds did you know paulie that each individual flower contains anything between a thousand and two thousand seeds so that's pretty amazing mm. that's staggering I, I know and as you said they can they can be dried and i think they're that you can purchase them as pre-dried bird feed as well so the head in its entirety can be dried and used upturned as a bird feeder so it not only looks pretty in the garden but is a very functional nibble for those birds as the cold winter evenings um draw in and you mentioned the art paulie as you know i did a bit of art and history of art uh so i love an artistic reference and i did actually look into the van gogh paintings of sunflowers because they were among his most famous he did them in Arles in the south of France uh, between 1888 and 1889. And he, in fact, painted a total of five large canvases with sunflowers in a vase. And he used three shades of yellow and nothing else, which I thought was quite interesting. So he mixed all the different yellows to get the different tones and the hues. Um, and the sunflower paintings had a special significance for Van Gogh um, as they communicated gratitude. That's what he wrote about them. He hung the first two, two of those in the room of his friend and famous painter Paul Gauguin, who came to live with him for a while in the yellow house. And Gauguin was impressed by the sunflowers, which he thought were completely Vincent. And Vincent van Gogh already painted a new version during his friend's stay, and Gauguin later asked for one as a gift, which Vincent was reluctant to give him, but he did. He later produced two loose copies, one of which is now in the Van Gogh Museum. So there's a bit of floral artisticness for you, Paulie. Do you know what, Lucy? I just suddenly feel like I, could, I wish I could get them to at the TARDIS and pop along there now and see them painting them. And yes. I think I feel a fabulous flowers trip to um, to see some sunflower fields. I think that's a great idea. Let's do it and let's um, <clears throat> let's let's take a few fabulous flowers listeners with us if they can upload some nice pictures of sunflowers. They're in. Come on. Definitely, definitely. God, I'm just. Loving all these wistful sunflower um, chats, and and that, but the sunflower does have many meanings across the world. I mean, different cultures. It, I mean, it means different things, but anything from positivity and strength to admiration and loyalty. 
It's often sent these days as a symbol of happiness and congratulations, which is lovely. Love that. And in Chinese culture, sunflowers are said to mean good luck and lasting happiness, which is why they're often given as, at graduations and at the start of a new business. I didn't know oh, that's that. Nice. That's nice. Love that. Very cheery. And the ancient Greeks, they always, they always pop in, don't they, the ancient Greeks? Yeah. <laughs> they believe that sunflowers turn towards the sun because of the nymph, Clytes, Adoration of Apollo, the god of the sun. Is that how we say? Is it Clytes? I think it is Clytes. Yeah, Clytes. Adoration yeah. of Apollo. Yeah. Clytes. Yeah. And to start with, Apollo loved Clytes as much as she loved him, oh. but then he turned his affections towards another nymph. Oh dear. Oh dear. No crumbs. And in a jealous rage, Clytes told the other nymph's father, and as a punishment, the other nymph's father buried her alive. Oh dear. That's not very convenient. <laughs> No messing there. And outraged at what she had caused to happen to his new love, Apollo turned Clytie into a sunflower. But her love for him was so strong, she watched him move across the sky each day, just as sunflowers follow the sun. Oh, Aww, those Greeks, gosh, they were a bit straight on it, weren't they? No messing there. Really epic. Anyway, the scientific name for the sunflower is Helianthus. Have I pronounced that right, Lucy? I would say, yes, I'd say Helianthus, yes, or Helianthus, Helianthus, yep, one or the other. I'm going to go for that. Mm -hmm. And that, in fact, comes from the Greek word Helios, meaning sun, and Anthus, meaning flower, as in chrysanthemum and all those other anth among them. Oh, yes, that's very good. We like that. There's a little floriography fun fact for everyone. Love it. Gosh, well, as you know, Paulie, um, moving on away from our sunflowers, the wonderful rose, coupled together with the honeysuckle, were indeed our blooms of the month for June. And we did feature roses in a podcast quite recently. So if anyone hasn't heard that, download it. It's a good one. Today, we are going to feature the flower of your birth month if you happen to be born in July. Somebody I know quite close to me right now through the uh, screen and airwaves here, Paulie, happens to be born in the month of July. This is, in fact, the flower that we spoke about in our very last podcast. If you're born in July, the flower for you is Larkspur, or otherwise known as a delphinium. Quite showy, Paulie, quite up there in the border. Hello, look at me, hello, look at me. Almost like it's perfect for you. Um, <laughs> the meaning is also associated with positivity and grace. So that's rather lovely, Paulie. Oh, I think, yeah, love that. And the water lily is the is the second flower that's in July. So July, if you're born in July, lucky you. Those are your wonderful flowers to have linked with your birthday. A, a larkspur or delphinium and a water lily. And if you're oh, planning, yeah, isn't that lovely? Lovely. If, if you're planning any celebrations um, for a vase, vase or vase, and you want to pop in some birthday flowers, then those are for you. So, moving on to our floriography fun fact for this episode, Paulie. I know we've both been doing a bit of research on foliage this week as you wanted to concentrate on some support cast, as you call them in your floristry. Yes, Lucy, I love a bit of a supporting cast because it makes the uh, the main um, artiste shine. You know, background artists, very, very important. So, you know I love foliage. And, you know, I always say, get the foliage right and... Flowers will follow through. And it's so true. It's so true. And so this week, we are looking at one of my favourite foliages, and that is eucalyptus. Great. It's such a striking and long-lasting foliage. 
Um, and it's just a wonderful thing, and I just adore it in my in my floristry, and always have done. Um, and it's obviously from the eucalyptus tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and the eucalyptus tree is a native to southeastern Australia. You often see those big gum trees out there, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's commonly known as the silver dollar tree because it has those lovely silvery blue leaves that are round when they're young, mm-hmm. giving them the look of big silver coins. When they take the shape, they're commonly used as decorative foliage in cut flower arrangements and bouquets because um, they're such a lovely sort of shape. But as they mature, the leaves become elongated and narrow and develop into a deep, deep green colour. And the eucalyptus oil comes from the adult leaves, these long ones, which secrete the unmistakable scent when crushed. Mm. Oh, I love that smell. Yes. It reminds me of Vicks. Um, vapor yes. rub, being really cold little. remedies, I think of cold yeah. remedies with you. Tinctures, yeah. love mm. that. But um, another one I love is um, baby blue. This is one for those florists out there. Baby mm-hmm. blue, which is a smaller leaf, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's got rather a kind of a stiff habit, but it's perfect for for lovely arrangements. But I, I just eucalyptus for me, it's just wonderful because it smells so beautiful. And I remember once doing a, an arch for a wedding, going into the church. Just solid silver dolly eucalyptus, wow. nothing else. And oh it sounds quite boring, but actually it was so striking. Yes. Um, and the smell was really whew, amazing. Oh, yeah. um, so I love that. And it, and it dries beautifully as well, eucalyptus. It can give that lovely antique pale, washed out grey, mm. silvery colour. Um, mm. And, um, and it's, it's fabulous with many flowers, but... One of my favourite flowers to use use it with is is white flowers. If you want to go for a very sort of stylish look, mm-hmm. so anything white with a silver foliage, particularly mm-hmm. silver dolly eucalyptus, looks so smart. Um, but um, th- th- these aromatic trees, I mean, they're native to Australia, but only about twelve of the many species grow in the warmer regions of Europe. Okay, you, I mean, it's it's a fast growing tree. And um, it's widely planted in gardens, parks and plantations. And it's become naturalized in woodland and on roadsides in southeast and lowland England. So you'll often see it about. Yes. But um, two of the most common species of eucalyptus in the UK are the cider gum, mm-hmm. eucalyptus ganai. Yeah. Shall I say that? G-U-N-N-I-I. Latin's so terrible. Which can be found in great numbers on the Essex coast. Um, and the Tasmanian blue gum, which is Eucalyptus globulus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm loving the Latin today, which is the main source of eucalyptus oil and grows plentifully in Cornwall and in lovely Ireland. Ah, oh, I wonder if it grows in rural Ireland. Oh. Um, anyway, yes, so Australian indigenous populations used to use eucalyptus for spiritual cleansing. And eucalyptus oil is widely known, as we were just mentioning there, for its medicinal properties. Eucalyptus oil is also flammable, poorly, so careful with that. Um, if you <laughs> be deciding to have a little barbecue or perhaps go on baby light my fire next to the eucalyptus tree, then beware. Fire travels easily through the large plantations, especially in Australia when the weather is hot. However, reports that eucalyptus trees can spontaneously combust are in fact untrue. Oh, okay. For the eucalyptus tree for Aboriginals, it's holy, which is interesting. For them, it represents the division of underworld, earth and heaven. 
That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it has negative energy, which disappears in place when you burn eucalyptus leaf. Gosh, that's very... So it purifies, that's what they're saying there. Wow. That's good. Um, the leaves of the eucalyptus have a... Mm, not sure how to pronounce this, poorly. A lanceolate shape. Yes, is that like a lance? Yeah. It is indeed. So the leaf is shaped like a lance head. So that kind of like the um the things you'd think if you were digging up in a in a field with a metal detector, like a little arrowhead, that's sort of a lance head. Mm-hmm. So tapering from point to point at each end. Um it's a very simple leaf structure and the leaf is not divided into parts. It's one single structure. And they're positioned downwards to prevent direct exposure to sunlight and consequent loss of water. As we know, a koala's dart is completely based on the leaves of eucalyptus, but despite lots and lots of different varieties, only a few of them are on the koala's menu. Poor koala, got to be a bit selective there. Gosh, that's fascinating, isn't it, Lucy? I mean, I have to say, I didn't realise, I mean, there's so much about eucalyptus, but it really is amazing. I thought they did self-combust. I just remember hearing that. It's a myth. Oh, okay. Well, gosh, well, I'm, I'm going to just take a little flowery direction here in a different way. And I'm going to talk about the new tablescaping film we've done, which is now up and ready to watch on Fabulous Flowers TV. So please do search for our YouTube channel and subscribe so you can see all our lovely flowery films as we add them. And for those of you who don't know what tablescaping is, well, you'll just have to watch and see. Yes, you just certainly will. No little giving aways there, Paulie. Uh, yes, our YouTube channel, absolutely. And we did film that in your very lovely home, Paulie, in your recently refurbished kitchen um, with that beautiful glass picture window out into your glorious, bijou lush green garden. That was totally lovely. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you. Mm. Um, we also have had many more flowery photos sent to us by tagging at Fabulous Flowers TV. A big thank you to Damien Hughes. For many fabulous photos that you've been sending in response to our podcasts, they are fantastic. Thank you so much. And also thank you to Gavin1966 for your super simple and completely beautiful arrangement in green and white. That came in today, I think. And that, Gavin, shows everybody that simplicity can be completely stunning when it's done like that. Well, now, Paulie, time is up, I think, on our floral banter experience for this week. But I have loved every second, haven't you? I really, really have. I've just loved things, all things sunflower and eucalyptus. And just one final word before we go, Lucy, and that's to thank all our followers for their photos and their kind reviews and their subscribing to our Fabulous Flowers TV channel over on YouTube. And, I mean, we love doing this, don't we, Lucy? We love it. We really do. Yes, we certainly do. We love doing all these podcasts and films. And if you love it too, then just do tag us and follow us and subscribe to all things Fabulous Flowers TV. Brilliant, Paulie. Nice work there on the Fabulous Flowers TV Big Up. Well, on that uplifting and sunny note, until next time, it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. And it's a big goodbye from me. Bye. <laughs>